0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. Hey, everyone. I'm Kevin. So, Kevin, today we're talking about surnames.
1: Surnames. Interesting.
0: So let's start with this question. Why is it that some colors make popular surnames, colors like green or brown or black, but others do not feature at all, like blue or orange or red?
1: That's an interesting
0: one. You
1: know, most uh, common color surnames actually come from professions. Uh, and the same professions as the surname Smith. So, for example, a green smith who works with copper, that's where the word green comes from. A black smith who works with iron, that's where the surname black comes from. And a white smith that works with tin, that's where a white comes from. Uh, but isn't red smith also for copper? So c- copper turns green as it ages which is why, you know, old Gothic or Neo-Gothic buildings have these beautiful green roofs. Uh, Actually, FYI, the Statue of Liberty is copper and a prime example of this. So actually, both the redsmith and greensmith make sense here. Uh, And I have heard that uh, back when they finished installing a shiny new copper roof, the workmen would uh, pee on it to speed up the process of turning them green, too.
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting tidbit. So that explains uh, those colors and Smith as popular last names. Uh, how about Jones?
1: Jones. Jones is also interesting. It means son of John in Welsh, And, and cognates are Johnson in English, jo- Johansson in Swedish, and Sean John in hip-hop.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, Scandinavia is also an interesting place to talk about surnames, right? Why don't we like turn to uh, that part of the world? Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, there's a couple of, of interesting examples. Uh, so in Scandinavian nomenclature, you know, all the way up until the modern era, your name would usually be the blank son of blank or blank blankson. <laughs> uh, that's how Scandinavians end up with names like Hans Hansen. <laughs> uh, their name is literally Hans, son of Hans, <laughs> Um, and actually, Iceland is one of those, one of the few places that keeps this tradition going. For instance, uh, if a man was called Sven, his son w- would be called uh, Karl Svensson, and his daughter, Sigur Svensdötter. <laughs> uh, then Karl's son might be called Erik Karlsson, and so on and so on.
0: When did this all come about?
1: You know, historically, European commerce didn't actually even have last names. It wasn't until the early 1200s that England... And few other European countries forced their populations to adopt last names for actually tax and census purposes. And at that point, a person's work was commonly used as their last name, such as again blacksmith, white smith. You even have things like Tanner, uh, Fisher, Taylor, or Baker. And sometimes people would shorten their last names to just you know Brown, White, and Smith.
0: So. Just finishing up on the color thing, red isn't really a surname, but there are some interesting variants of surnames across Europe that kind of derive from red, isn't it, right?
1: Yes, yes. You know, old English for red is actually uh, spelled reed, uh, R-E-E-D or R-E-I-D. It is an English name. Uh, And interestingly, red in the form of Leroux is a fairly popular name in French. Uh, I'm not sure why the anglicized form never really caught on there. And also, uh, Rossi uh, is a popular surname in Italy. Uh, Mario Rossi is a stereotype name for the Italian kind of average, average Joe.
0: So let's go around the world a little. Uh, a lot of Asian countries have similar names with three characters. Uh, why are they so similar in structure? And why, for example, are Korean and Chinese surnames intertwined?
1: You know, similar to Europe, Asian Korea didn't really do surnames. Uh, Only some noble families are said to have had surnames, but most people just had names. Or at least they didn't distinguish first names from surnames. Uh, There's too little sources sources to really uh, let us know. But when you have a gigantic cultural powerhouse like China right next to you, uh, you export stuff from them as well. uh, Like their letters, and their custom of using surnames. uh, And also their actual surnames as well. So this is how a whole lot of Korean surnames uh, actually overlap with Chinese ones. Uh, except for some rare cases, obviously, the most popular examples being things like Park uh, or Bak. Uh, Most of our surnames originate from China. Uh, Also, quite some Chinese people immigrated to the peninsula and started their own families. So some surnames are literally Chinese. And so the custom goes, you know, uh, as the same as Chinese surnames. One or sometimes two Chinese letters um, that make, you know, the same kind of sound. Uh, Zhong is a surname, but there are thousands of people with Zhong in their names. Uh, and no, that's not the same as using surnames as first names in the Western worlds. Actually, Sino-based languages don't work like that. So if a surname uh, doesn't have a Chinese letter, that means the founder of that family probably immigrated from a foreign country and maybe even made up a surname.
0: So explain why there are so few Korean surnames then.
1: Yes. So you might, uh, if you're around Koreans a lot, you might have wonder why almost every Korean you meet uh, seems to have either the surname Kim, uh, Lee Park uh, Choi or Jung, um, and that's because half of the country does use one of them. Uh, again, surnames came to Korea not so long ago. I believe it was during the earlier part of the Joseon Dynasty, which lasted from ni- 1392 to 1910. Uh, during that time period, only the nobility were given surnames, but it's how those. Who were selected to have last names got those names that's affected what we see today. So before the year one thousand, uh, the king uh, decided to let certain subjects have surnames so he could identify them, who identified who was loyal to the court. But the ones who were considered uh, were all from elite families, and even then they had to take out know, civil examinations to receive a surname. And once they were given that name, they were finally allowed to register it and include it in like a genealogical uh, book. But as time passed, merchants were allowed to take the civil exams and apply for surname as well. After a while, people with money could buy them, um, or you could straight up buy a genealogy book from a Lee family and start taking that name on their own. So it was by the late 1700s, people started creating their own family records. Buying a noble name it became something people just did. And since Kim, Lee and Park were all royal names, commoners adapted these names for themselves. And finally, in 1894, It became legal for anyone to adopt a last name. And once again, the popular names of the past were what people wanted to be called. You know, who doesn't want a name to be connected to royalty, right?
0: So tell us what percentage of uh Korea have the surname Kim then.
1: Kim's alone constitute around twenty percent of the population. And you know, they were they're wildly popular. For instance, uh Job is a actual surname, but it's incredibly rare. And that's because the founder of the family had a Japanese father, and when he naturalized, he made a Korean reading of his father's surname as his surname.
0: Okay, so here's a final trick question. We're gonna go back to Europe, then uh, for this mm-hmm. one, um, what is the queen's last name? <laughs> well, that's not just a tricky question; it is—it's a trick question too. Uh,
1: I believe she doesn't have one, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. There's just no reason for her to have a last name because Elizabeth the Queen uh, isn't really ambiguous for tax and census purposes. But the royal family does use the last name Windsor uh, after their residence to kind of follow convention. It is pretty unnecessary though. It's Queen Elizabeth the Queen.
0: Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you as always to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.